Welcome to the House of Hoosier podcast. I'm your host, former Hoosier, A.J. Guyton. Got a very, very special guest, a very unique guest, a guest who has the unique perspective of actually playing for Coach Knight, uh, playing before Coach Knight got there, playing for Coach Knight, and being assistant coach with Coach Knight. We got Joe B. Wright in the building. How you doing, my man? Oh, AJ, it's, it's great to be here with you. I've been looking forward to connecting with you. Uh, glad to be here. Thank you. Thank man, you for I'm this excited. So excited to have you, man. You look healthy, looking good during these turbulent times, man. Uh, you taking care of yourself, making sure you're getting everything done to be all right? Well, yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I, I can't help but do that, you know. Right. Uh, you know, I, I just had a knee replacement, so I'm in therapy with that. But other than that, you know, everything's good. You know what? I, I see, you know, my old coaches, my step, my, my, my stepfather, all the former players, man, with the knee replacement, the hip. <laughs> I am not looking forward to that because I it's know coming. it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I know my, my stepfather got his shoulder done a couple weeks ago. He's an old football player and basketball player. And then he had a hip. It's neat. I said, man, I am not looking forward to that. But uh, you look great, man. I'm excited about talking to you, man. And as usual, we like to start from the beginning, man. So kind of talk, talk, talk to us about where you're originally from and during that time, what it was like growing up uh, where, where you're originally from. OK, um, I'm originally from Savannah, Georgia, okay. and uh, it, it was a very interesting time. But, but you know, I was very fortunate in regards to uh, integration happened in terms of high school athletics mm. during my sophomore year, okay, of high school. Right. And uh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> and, but the thing that, the thing that was so uh, unique about my high school experience was that uh, even though, you know, I was born and raised in Savannah, I had the opportunity from being a teenager all the way through graduating from high school to go and spend the summers in New York City, uh, half half the summer and Washington, D.C., half mm -hmm. the summer. Mm -hmm. And that's where I picked up my basketball game. Uh, okay. Yeah, my, my father was uh, a local community football coach. Okay. So at a young age, uh, I was a football player. And uh, the thing about being a football player at a young age, uh, since my daddy was the coach, he made me play against the older guys. Oh. And, and they used to eat me alive. Right. <laughs> so, by the, so by the time I got to be a uh, 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 sophomore in high school, I started eating, their, eating them alive. Yeah, you started eating them alive, yeah. yeah and, and then uh, – the thing that was really, really powerful during those years was just seeing, uh, having that opportunity to to, to play basketball, uh, in integrated sports, right. and that gave me the opportunity to to be observed. And, mm -hmm. and uh, by the time I graduated from high school, uh, I was a parade all American. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, when I read about, it's, it's kind of funny when I read about people uh, writing my bio right I, I read somebody said i was from mississippi i was really? from that place but no yeah. i'm from savannah mm -hmm. and uh, the opportunity to go to indiana was uh, uh 
was really a very unique and right. one really changed my life, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. In high school, when you talk about your high school career, like who do you credit with helping you? De- who or what did you credit with helping you develop your game to the point where you became a parade All-American and you were able to get offers from all the big schools? My high school coach. Uh-huh. Uh, I had a high school coach who was really, really special. And uh, I went to a uh, segregated high school, obviously. Okay. But uh, my coach uh, was unusual in terms of his background. Uh, he had a master's from, from uh, NYU. And every day before, uh, when I got to school, uh, in high school, he would sit me down in his office and he would talk to me about his life experiences. Uh-huh. And he was planting those seeds. You know, he was planting those seeds to, uh, to, 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 to really help me understand what the world was all about, wow. you know. And, and, and he really modeled not only the, the behavior of a great coach, but he, he, he was just a, a really solid human being, you know. And, and, and he really made it not just him, but, but in that environment growing up, or I had teachers that if you didn't come to class and have your homework or have you be ready to go, man, they would go upside your head. Say, hey, man, what you better stop tripping. Right. Yeah. In my case, in my case, because, you know, I was uh, sort of, you know, designated as a guy that was going to have an opportunity to, to get a scholarship and leave the South, if you will. Mm. It made sure that, hey, you, you know, you, you better come in here ready to go. Right. Uh, but as a young guy, you know, my high school coach was was the guy that really uh, uh, planted the seeds. And, 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 and the other thing, you know, me mentioning the football part, um, mm-hmm. I had, pro- you know, I, I was probably considered uh, one of the guys uh, to integrate uh, sports in the South. Oh, OK. Uh, yeah, I was the uh, first black mm-hmm to be offered a scholarship to play at Auburn. Mm. Uh, the first black to, uh, to, to play at uh, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I visited those schools uh, and uh, that, that, that was something that, right. that was, that, that was really something, you know, and, and so, so at, at that time, I also had an opportunity to, to connect with some, Guys that went on and, and, and did some great things who were from the South, like like a guy, like I mentioned, Howard Porter. Howard Porter was a guy from Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy, uh, Cyril Baptiste, another guy from Florida. And those were the guys that opened the door for Chocolate Thunder. Right. You know? Yeah, right, dude. <laughs> you awesome. know, all of that. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, man. Just so, hearing you talk about segregation and integration, man, it just makes me wonder, like, how when you look at how things are today, like how what what was that like to be segregated? Because we don't know. We obviously we weren't up, but what was that like back then? I'm glad you asked that. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what I what I saw, what I saw was how what, what they they were afraid, I, I guess the powers of be at that mm-hmm. time, when they integrated sports in, in my hometown, Savannah, they integrated every sport but football. Okay, and uh, I'm smiling because 
we had the best, matter of fact, we had the best football and, and basketball programs in the whole state of Georgia. Right. Uh -huh. we, we were feared uh, in terms of uh, high school sports. Um, we didn't lose a game, mm -hmm. but we didn't get an opportunity to, to play because we had a guy on the team who didn't play, had a couple of uh, birth certificates. They said, nope, you guys can't do it. <laughs> No, 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 no. Right, right. But what I saw was the impact that that integrating sports had on my hometown. Mm -hmm. You know, and I saw the power of sports. You know, mm -hmm. so instead of uh, allowing us to play home games at our high school gyms, the powers that be, mm -hmm. we had to play our games at the uh, the local armory, you know, oh, the National yeah. Guard Armory, which was fenced and had well protected. And yeah. I, think, I think that the powers to be thought that, okay, if, if something broke out, you know, we could control this. Right, right. But, but what ended up happening, people just fell in love with the play, you know, with the competition yeah. and, yeah. and, and like they've ever seen before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then we had some extraordinary that we had a very extraordinary thing happen my senior year. Um my junior year, our crosstown rivals won the first state championship by a black team, Alfred mm -hmm. E. Beach. Okay. And then my senior year, we played them for the state championship of Georgia. Uh -huh. And uh, we won, mm -hmm. but what what was so special about that game was that we won that championship on a Saturday, and that Sunday morning we had to get up and go to church. Well, nobody had no church clothes. Yeah, yeah. But we, we, and the championship was being played in Atlanta, so we just, okay, so. So we went to church and the church turned out to be Ebenezer Baptist Church. And so we met Martin Luther King. Wow. And, and so it was Martin Luther King and his whole family, even his father, the mm -hmm. the, 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 uh, the Reverend, the, the Reverend, Reverend Martin Luther King. What, what year was this around? 1968. 19 okay. Hey, right before he assassinated. Yeah, matter of fact, it was three months before he got assassinated. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that was that was pretty heavy. That was pretty heavy. Matter of fact, I'm looking forward to going by and um, introducing myself to Senator Warnock. Mm -hmm. uh, he he's a graduate. He's a from my high school, and I'm, I'm going to see if there's any way because I know they probably keep pretty pretty uh, detailed church records to see yeah. if I get that pulled up. Yeah, and get that recognized for a lot of the guys that 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 I played ball with, you know. Right. So, so anyhow, that that made uh, you know my high school uh, experience just you know so unique. But then I could add another layer to that, you know, huh. during those times that I was uh, learning to play the game in, in Washington D.C. and New York over the summers, I was around maybe. 14, 15, 15. And my uh, uncle or relative said, you know what, man, you're eating up all our food. I I'm going to take you around to the park so you can play some ball. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, a new coach, you know, that uh, 
that just took over at St. Anthony's High School. Mm. And there's a player down the street, Donald Washington, and these names I know you. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I see him over there at Turkey Thicket. That was a local park very near right. where we were running. <laughs> so, uh, he, so Marcus said, come on, let's go. So he, mm-hmm. he took me to the park. So there, so I'm standing there, you know, and there's this new coach that just got the job at St. Anthony's High School, mm-hmm. and this player Donald Washington. So he's playing. So the the coach looked at me. He said, "Hey, you, uh, big boy, come here. I want you to play defense against this guy." So he, you know, he made some moves. His first ten shots, I blocked every shot. You know, mm-hmm. so he said, "Wait, he said, what's your name?" Right. <laughs> so. That coach, that high school coach that had just got the job, that was John Thompson. Wow. Yeah, and so I, I became very, very close to him and his family. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, But way, way back then. And ironically, too, uh, I was married uh, for 35 years, 33 years, to a woman who passed away, my mother of my children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was a former cheerleader at St. Anthony's High School, which was kind of oh, crazy. It was kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. But and then, but if I go back to high school, I probably had about five hundred or over five hundred offers because I, mm-hmm. I I was not only a good uh, uh, basketball player, I also football. You know, right? Okay. Yeah. You know, so I had offers to play basketball and football from the Big Ten, Notre Dame, or you know, you name it. You know, and 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 that was it. But <laughs> but no one recruited me more in high school, <laughs> more than Dean Smith. <laughs> really, really. And, but I couldn't, I couldn't get into North Carolina because I, I didn't make a thousand on it. And back then, the ACC had a deal where uh, if you didn't make a, a thousand on the College or SAT, you couldn't you couldn't go to ACC school. So, wow. so you know when I look back and you ask me about uh, you being a young man, you know mm-hmm. I, I, I could say I was blessed in the fact that you know I was uh, I, I had the opportunity to 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 be loved up. Mm-hmm. Oh, in the, in that segregated high school, right? You know, and and not only did that that I develop that intense desire to be uh, an athlete, uh, but I also understood, you know, the importance of that education. Right. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, uh, so, but that, that, uh, and then I had an opportunity uh, in high school to play against a guy who uh, was the quote unquote the the big the best player at that time uh, in Georgia and somehow or another my high school coach because like I said he he, he was just a phenomenal mm-hmm. guy he was able to arrange for us to play this team and this was an all white team right mm-hmm. and uh, so we played this team and I ended up like scoring fifty points and what you know scored <laughs> a lot of points a lot of rebounds and yeah. then but we were the team you know mm-hmm. and so that was. Uh, so, so my high school experience really was was pretty awesome. Irregardless of the time, you know, I didn't, I right. didn't, see, I didn't see anybody get lynched, even though I know that was going on. Right. You know, uh, 
in my in my little neighborhood, you know, we didn't we didn't have any 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 madness, if you will, you know. So, mm. but I understood the power of of sport. I saw the power of of sport in regards to how it could impact people. You know how 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 sport had such a powerful significance in terms of the socialization. You know, right. How, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Beth Rivers yet, now is the time because they're offering a $250 match bonus for our first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one play to turn your money into cash money. With their new rush pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With football season kicking off, Get in on the action by going to BetRivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Awesome, man. So you you ended up uh, deciding to go to Indiana, right? What was yes. that? What was that recruitment like? Because this is pre-Bob Knight. So right. what 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 went into that recruitment process for you? Obviously, wanting to go, it sounded like you wanted to go to North Carolina, but couldn't get in there. But then uh, how did that recruitment process work out with Indiana? Well, you know, it, it wasn't like I, I wanted to go to North Carolina. I didn't know where I wanted to go. Oh, you know? okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that I mean, it wouldn't have been bad. Though, yeah, right, right. But at the time, but at the time, hmm. there was no limit on, on how many schools you could visit. You know, right? oh, okay. that came way down the way where you could only visit five schools. Mm-hmm. I think I ended up visiting about 19 schools. I mean, if I a ticket, I was going, yeah, well, yo, where? Yeah, a ticket, I'm gone, I'm gone. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So how did that recruitment yeah. with Indiana begin? And what made oh, you ultimately right, 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 right. Indiana? Yep. Right, 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 right. Um, Augusta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. You would notice, but you would know the name James Brown. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so Augusta, Georgia was real famous for because that's where James Brown did his thing. You know? Yeah. Huh? They had a high school there uh, that was uh, renowned for, uh, you know, good players, good, good football, good basketball. So we're, we were playing uh, my senior year in the regional, regional finals. I mean, they happened to be in Augusta. Mm-hmm. And it was just tall white guy with a flat top with these funny glasses. It was Don Luff. Okay. We were all like, "Who is that guy standing in the corner over there?" I mean, okay. it just he just stood out. The Don Luff. You're right. He's in the IU Hall of Fame. Uh, okay. He, yeah, he, he was a great football player and basketball player back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had this smile on his face, and then. Uh, after after the game, meeting him and, and talking with him, I, I was I was really impressed with him. I mean, he 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 just uh, it was something about him that that made me. Uh, I said, okay, Indiana. Mm-hmm. All right. When I told my friends, I said, you know, um, that that guy we saw standing up there at the top with the flat top and the funny looking glasses mm-hmm. from Indiana, and so with my teammates said, Indiana. He said, aren't there Indians in Indiana? <laughs> I said, uh, no, I don't think no Indians in Indiana. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. so, uh, 
So, so Don Luff was uh, the main recruiter for Coach Lou Watson. Lou mm-hmm. Watson was the head oh, coach no. mm-hmm. uh, at that time. And, um, and then the other caveat was the fact that um, there was a young lady from my hometown who uh, fa- came from a very prominent uh, fam- uh, 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 family and her, mm-hmm. her, her family the doctor, he, he was probably considered, you know, one of the best doctors in Savannah and uh, Afro-American doctors in Savannah. And, and, and uh, wow, you, 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 you're going to make me go into another story. Oh, there, yeah. I know you there, got there, plenty of <laughs> them. Was, there was about four or five uh, prominent Black families in Savannah. Right. And at the time, we couldn't, you couldn't go to Tybee, that was the beach in Savannah. So these 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 prominent families uh, had beach fronts in Hilton Head, mm. and so you know this 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 beautiful Hilton Head that everybody, you know, that but that that used to be the only place that that black people from Savannah could go to the beach, and oh, it was okay. it, it was nothing like. Uh, obviously what it, what it is today. And, and, and so anyhow, um, so this young lady came from one of, and she went to IU. Mm-hmm. And so when I came to visit, when I came to visit IU on my visit, uh, one of my 19 visits, <laughs> I noticed that the buildings were made out of the same material of the build of in Washington D.C., I didn't know that. Right. Okay, Indiana limestone. You know, when you go to yeah. Washington and you see all the, the you, you go see the sites. Yeah, you'll see the Washington Memorial and the mm-hmm. Smithsonian, and all. that's Indiana limestone. Right. Yeah. Hey, that looks like D.C. You know, and 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 so, but it was just something about the feeling I had, the way I got treated. You know, mm-hmm. and it was just it was something special. It wasn't about the girl that we you know we didn't have, right, right. <laughs> but it was just something about you know the feeling of uh, the campus. You know the campus was so so pretty, yep. and if you know comparing uh, the campus to a lot of the places that I had visited, I mean Indiana just you know just stuck out, and I said, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, after I met all the coaches, mm-hmm. uh, I said, you know, this is where I want to go to school. Mm-hmm. And uh, best decision I've made in my life. Right. Uh-huh. How did your family feel about you wanting to go to school so far away? Because I'm sure they were like Georgia. We got Auburn down here. We got whatever school you want down here. We want to be able to watch you play, support you. How did your family feel about it? Well, you know, like, since I had already been used to uh, early teen, teenager being a mm-hmm. My traveling, they, they 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 were like they had mixed feelings about it, but all they wanted me to do was just be successful and get an right. education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome, man. So you get to Indiana, man, and then your first couple of years, you you pretty much have a seamless transition. Why was it so? Um, I don't say easy, but why was it an easy transition for you to 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 kind of have some dominance in the Big Ten and in, in, at Indiana at that time in college basketball? Well, 
you know, I love to play. You know, I I had the desire that that I wanted to play in the NBA. You know, and uh, it it was coming to Indiana. Really, really, the, the thing about I was involved, but I remember having the opportunity to see McGinnis and Downing mm-hmm. in high school. I, I saw them play in high school. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen anything like George McGinnis. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I had never seen a guy. When I played, a guy who was 6'8", you, you didn't see 6'8 guys dribbling a ball. You know, right. mm-hmm. you know guys could jump. You know, yeah. shots, guys could dunk the ball, guys could rebound. But you didn't see guys that could, could do the things I saw that cat do. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. But after uh, – <clears throat> After getting to Indiana and, and the guys who were there, and, but, but then the thing that was really, really uh, cool was how the community supported uh, the program. Mm-hmm. And, and there were some people, man, that were just, just beautiful, just, just absolutely. Uh, you know, when I, when I say that I treasure, you know, my experience, at, at Indiana, it, it, it is, it's just not just even the, the basketball. It, it was just the whole mm-hmm. piece, man, the whole thing, you know. And, and I had people who uh, I had I had two families who, who just who, who treated me like their son, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and we we had guys on that team that my uh, <clears throat> before Coach Knight got to, uh, to IU. Mm-hmm. We had we had some guys that could really get after it, man. We 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 were we were picked uh, my junior year. Uh, it was thought that we had enough talent to win a national championship. Mm-hmm. I mentioned the fact that that I had uh, that I was a parade all American, but we had three or four other guys that were <laughs> right, right, exactly. you know, Ed Daniels, uh, George Downing. Mm-hmm. We had a guy that was. Uh, Bubbles Harris, the young, uh, who just yeah. passed away recently. Bubbles was a, a first-team junior college All-American. I mean, so we had talent out the wazoo, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we didn't uh, – mm-hmm. at that time, only 32 teams could make it to the tournament. It's all right. So we, did, we didn't get a, an opportunity to go far. But uh, mm-hmm. but IU, back in the days, man, it was uh, – <laughs> It was quite an experience. Quite yeah, an experience. Definitely. What a, so your senior year, you're balling out your sophomore junior year, your senior year, they make a change in the coach. And Bob Knight walks in the building and walks in the gym. So t- talk to us about how his presence changed your game. And what did you initially think about his motion offense system when he came in? Or was he running that or did he run anything? Well, we didn't. Right, we didn't run motion. We didn't okay. run motion when when coach is very first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, uh, <clears throat> the, 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 the great, the, the funny thing about that. Uh, after my sophomore year, and after George McGinnis's uh, freshman year, we both were so, uh, selected for. Uh, two, there were two national teams. Uh, I made one, and George George made the other one, and um, obviously there was there was a trial situation. Yeah, to get it to the team, and so 
our trial was at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. And so um, we there, you know, and one night I remember guys cutting up, you know. You know yeah, that's what we did at the trials, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, we, we, and so the next day, we had the uh, we had some MPs come come see us from the <laughs> from the Air Force Academy. So yeah. they had they had us all about the oh, they suspected it was about twenty of us. So they had us sit down there. And they said, hey, you better not clown around here, you guys. And then they left. Mm-hmm. And Coach John Bach, Coach John Bach used John to be. Bach. The head coach of the University of Pennsylvania, but he was he he was a legend. He he took that to another level because he was a assistant with the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, that's why I know. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. when he when he won those first three uh uh the mic. Mm-hmm. So uh after the MPs left, uh Coach Bach started talking. And the thing about Coach Bach, we had this he was a great communicator, he had that gift of gab. So when he right, talked, yeah. he listened. Mm-hmm. So he was telling, hey, you know what, you guys, you know, you think you're so tough, you out there clowning around, you should be focused on making this team. He said, you know, there was a guy that was supposed to come, a coach, that mm-hmm. was supposed to come here, and he didn't come, and you guys are lucky he didn't come. <laughs> he did, boy, oh boy. And mm-hmm. so he started talking about, yeah, he's at the coach from West Point. His name is Bobby Knight. Then he started telling Coach Knight's story. Oh, yeah, he did this and he did that. And we, we're sitting there like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So now, now comes my junior year, and we expect to have this great team, and mm-hmm. we don't. And and so, you know, Coach Watson got let go. And mm-hmm. so uh, President Ryan was the mm-hmm. president at that mm-hmm. time. And Mr. Bill Alwig and Mr. Bob Dro were the, mm-hmm. Bill Alwig was the athletic director and Bob Dro was assistant athletic director. Mm-hmm. Bob Dro played on a national championship team like in 43 or something like that, 51, one of those years. So, so anyhow, uh, President Ryan, uh, I got designated as the guy to, to communicate with the team during the process of, of finding a coach. Mm-hmm. Well, I was getting phone calls from all kinds of people trying to, the legendary coach, Johnny McClendon. You mm-hmm. know, if you read your history books, you know, he was the first to do a lot of things. Right. He wanted to coach it out there. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, uh, President Ryan called me out one day. Joby, come, come, come see me. So I went see his president. Hey, hey, we got a coach. Yeah, I said, okay. And his name is uh, Coach Bobby Knight. <laughs> I heard of him. <laughs> God, I, say, I know you was like, I heard of him. I heard him. <laughs> so uh, a little bit later on, uh, Mr. Alwick, the AD, called me to his office. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and at that time, Assembly Hall wasn't completely built. Mm-hmm. And there was a... Uh, I'll never forget this. This obviously is a very special memory. There was a little shed like uh, 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 that uh, was in place between the field house and uh-huh. the student hall. And this was the uh, temporary base uh, setup for the athletic department. 
Oh, okay. Okay. And it's this little temporary. I can see it too. I can see it. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm there in uh, Mr. Alwood's office, and he did it on purpose. And so I'm sitting there talking with him, and then Mr. Dro comes in, and we're talking, and and, and so at a we talked about maybe I can't remember exactly how long, but it's after talking for a few minutes. It was a big window that I couldn't help but see because it was right, right behind Mr. And so this green tornado <laughs> it pulls up. You know what that tornado is? Old, old Oldsmobile, sick, sick, sick tornado, green tornado pulls up. <laughs> so I get up and he say, Joby, that's your new coach that just pulled up there. <laughs> and it was Coach Knight, and mm-hmm. he gets out the car and, mm-hmm. and uh the first guy he met was was me. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And so uh, I, I'll never forget that because when I went to meet Coach that first time, man, I had I had a fro. You talking about a fro? I think mm-hmm. my fro. I was seven foot plus, you know. Mm-hmm. So I picked out my fro and I had <laughs> blue jean jet, outfit on. You All know, right. this guy's supposed to be a tough guy, so I'm you know. I don't know what to expect, but but you right. know I got to talk to him, you know. So, so I, that first conversation, you know, coach had me sit down. And he reads me the riot act. So you gonna go to class? You gonna, you gonna do that? Mm-hmm. Right. And you gonna get a haircut too. On top of that, you know, I'm like, really? mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. wow. And, and then I asked coach a question. <laughs> And, and he fell out. He, he fell out laughing. And I said, uh, "But uh, I, I can't share the story right now, right? But you know, but I'll, I'll tell you the story when I see you face to face." Okay. And then um, I had made up my mind. I said, "You know what? I don't. I don't know if I'm, I'm gonna come back to school or if I'm gonna go. You know." So there was the opportunity to go to the, the ABA. You know, right. mm-hmm. And if I would have gone to the ABA instead of coming back for my senior year, I would have been a top 10 pick and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. So that summer, uh, in between my junior and senior year, when coach, after me and Coach had that conversation, mm-hmm. uh, I was in living in New York. I was staying in New York with uh, some guys that I played uh with growing up, yep. Austin, Austin Carr. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, that. I remember Austin Carr, Notre Dame. Yep. Yeah, Phil Chenier, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Austin, Sid Catler, uh, Aubrey Nash, uh, Carlos Jones. Mm-hmm. And the thing that was so interesting, uh, Austin, Sid, and Carlos all went to Notre Dame. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so we all were in Indiana, you know. So, oh, that's crazy. You know, so we were cool because we grew up kind of together. Right. So I'm hanging out with those guys in uh Manhattan, New York, downtown. And so I get a call from from downstairs. And I said, yeah, Joby, yeah, it's me, Coach Knight. Coach Knight. Right. What are you doing there, Coach? Well, the, the last his the last summer uh, between coming to IU from West Point, he was doing his his camp. Oh, okay, so he took me to lunch, 
and he had a guy, Mickey Cockman, with him. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mickey Cockman was Coach Bill Parcells' high school coach. Oh, wow. Yeah, the tuna, the big tuna. Yep. So Coach took me to lunch, and, uh, well, we must have talked. We we spent some time talking and really getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a coach, I'm going to take my name off of that list for the ABA. I'm coming back to school. I'm going to play for you, Coach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I did. Awesome. And so and what, what ended up happening, the uh, NCAA said that I didn't send my uh, letter with my withdrawal letter from the ABA draft on time. So they were trying to uh, mm-hmm. take my senior year away. Yeah, trying to take it away. Yeah, trying to make me ineligible. You know, wow. so the first two weeks of my senior season, I couldn't even practice. Oh, really? Yeah, so I would just hang out with Coach. Mm-hmm. And so we really, you know. Yeah, developed a relationship. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And and so uh, so playing for Coach, I mean, I, that that first year was, was, was truly amazing from the standpoint that every single day we would sit down and just talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, it would be, uh, you know, real talk. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, uh, so the opportunity to to play for him on that first team was was uh, was pretty amazing. It was pretty awesome, amazing. man. That's, that explains how you kind of develop a a, a a personal relationship with coach. So. Um, did, what, what did his style, what style was coach playing at that time? What style was a young Bob Knight teaching at Indiana University uh, during your, did he come in with during your senior year that you excelled at? Because you averaged almost 20 points a game and, you know, you played well. You you were, you had a, an outstanding season. So, but what style did he come in? Because we know him, we know him through motion. That's what he's known for. But he was obviously doing something different when, when he got to Indiana. Well, he was te- he was teaching us how to play. I mean, you, uh-huh. you, we instantly knew that this man was a teacher. He, right. he was uh-huh. exceptional, you know, because I had never ever had anybody teach me like that. You uh-huh. know, with, with that kind of detail, you right? Know, in uh-huh. terms of uh, how he communicated the game, you know uh-huh. how taught the game, you know, and, and even though we didn't run motion, um, my game at the time was, was running and, and jump. I always could play exactly. twice my size, you know right. what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. I, I, on a good day, I'm, I'm six, seven, you know, but I could, I could play, you know, right, at yeah. the top of the backboard, the downing could almost, but you know, we, we, we used to, we used to have some lockdown battles planned. You know, right, you know, I bet. Yeah, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So what, 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 the kind of offense we ran was basically uh, how to get the ball down to, to Steve mm-hmm. on the block and then uh, reflashing yeah. up towards the uh, elbow, mm-hmm. uh, the yard, or, 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 you know, for the 17-foot jump shot, 50-foot yeah. jump shot. So... Mm-hmm. So we, you know, it was the defensive side mm-hmm. where you know, like you know, T 
teeth. That is that that was something we had never, right. <laughs> never experienced. The way he broke down the defense, you know, mm-hmm. how, you know, rotating to the ball, dropping to the level of the ball, you how you guard the ball, and you know how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that that was probably. Well, that was really the, the, the big focus. And, and then at the time we had we had some coaches, his assistants, who all came went on and 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 did uh established themselves as, as as pretty good coaches, you know, after they left IU. And and every day, man, I used to put up about a thousand jump shots. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to shoot that jump shot, you know, and so that was the deal. How to get the ball to downing yeah. inside. And then me crashing the boards and then uh, me getting that shot, you know, uh, that 15, 17 foot jump shot. And then he he went to the, the motion is uh, that that next year. And that they ended up in in the national championship game where Downing almost uh, had that controversial mm-hmm. foul on him with Bill Walton. You know, Bill oh. Walton ended up, they called a foul on Downing instead of Walton. And mm-hmm. they called a foul on Walton. Coach Knight would have won the championship his second year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing stories, man. Um, it's so much to talk about, but you you des- you decided to um leave um the you know professional career and and come back to Indiana, get a master's degree, and then you ended up on Coach Knight's staff. Talk to walk us through how that happened. How did you end up becoming an assistant coach at IU. Because <laughs> I know he had something to do with it. Yeah, yeah right. After, after they won the championship in '76, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I remember uh, coming back to Bloomington mm-hmm. and walking in the gym. And this is when Coach uh, Donald Wall was assistant. Mm-hmm. And, and Coach offered me uh, a graduate assistantship. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is right after I played in France. See, and that's that's another thing. Yep. You know, when I read about, no one knows that I, you know, played basketball in Europe. You know, I was yeah, all right. I was all France. Right. France. You know, uh, I led France to the European Cup. Right. And, mm-hmm. You know, I was the leading scorer of the European Cup. Mm-hmm. I was the first American to play on the Canary Islands. You right. Know, you know, but 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 anyhow, so coach. Uh, as soon as I walked into it, he said, hey, Toby, come here. He said, listen, you know what? You need to leave that ball alone. You ain't, you know, you ain't, you need to, come on, come on. I said, yeah, okay. okay, coach. Yeah, yeah, all right, coach. And as soon as I left Bloomington, I got the opportunity to uh, go to Los Angeles. They had a really good summer league in Los Angeles. Uh, I think it was the Adidas Summer League. And I did really, really well. Yep. And I had the hope, my desire was to try to get back to Italy or France. Right. And, and, uh, but, but Coach got ticked off at me because he had offered me the job, but I left. Right, yeah. So I ended up, I ended up uh, taking a job in, uh, in Finland mm-hmm. and uh, went to Finland and got injured. Uh, okay. Taught me and that was, that was it. Mm-hmm. So I wrote Coach a letter. I said, Coach, uh, after he had offered me and, and I left, as a coach, you know, I got hurt and I want to, I want to come back and, you know, I'll be your graduate assistant. And so when he, his response was, well, yeah, Toby, come on back and, uh, yeah, you can rehab and, uh, 
but it said didn't mention anything about being an assistant. It's just, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I come back to Bloomington, you know, we'll go to see coach. Oh my goodness. He lit into me. I mm-hmm. mean, it was, he said, you know what? I, I offered you a job, you know, and mm-hmm. he said, you know, you get out of here. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. So anyhow, I said, well, okay, okay. I was about 26 hours from getting my undergraduate degree. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to show this dude. So, uh, man, I bed down, got my degree, mm-hmm. undergraduate degree. Undergrad, yeah. So I went back to coach. I said, coach, I got my degree. He had already knew it. And he stood up and clapped. He said, that's like the bad news bears beating the Yankees. You got a, you got a college degree. Right. <laughs> so so uh, at that time, he, 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 still didn't, he still didn't offer me that job. What about that job, though? <laughs> he, he said, you know, uh, you can work in my uh, summer camp. That's okay. And so I started graduate school, and I started graduate school in the area of uh, – recreational sports programming mm-hmm. and uh i got a call one day i mean i was so i was watching the team from afar i, I was a, i was a grad assistant working in that area of recreational sports programming and then also i was an ra in the dormitory that was right across the street from the hyper building mm-hmm. and so uh I was I was watching the team from afar, like I said, and and saw that's when I first saw this Mike Woodson, right? <laughs> and 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 he was really I said, he got the score, and then he got hurt, mm-hmm. and uh, then he got. This back. is prior to him being at Indiana. No, 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 no. This is when this is when. After I came back to Indiana, okay, and I got, got my undergraduate degree. Now I'm in graduate school, mm-hmm. but I'm not working with the team directly. But okay. I'm working with the IU pro with Coach Knight's summer camp. Oh, okay. And Mike was Mike on the team at that time. Yeah, Mike was on the team. Oh, okay, Mike, okay. Mike, gotcha. Mike and Butch Carter. Yeah, and yeah. The squad. That was their squad. Okay, all right. So uh, I saw Mike go down and then get this operation and come back and lead Indiana to the Big Ten and most valuable player. I'm like, oh my goodness. So, but anyhow, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was watching the team from afar. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I get a call at the beginning of the uh, 8081. And, and so <laughs> Coach and I said, hey, Joe, I got. No, I got a call from Jimmy Cruz. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Cruz, uh, Jimmy Starr was one of the players on the 76 team, 75 team. And also, you know who Jimmy is. He cool. Yeah. Just text me while we was on this uh, call. Okay. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. So Jimmy called me. Hey, uh, coach want to see you, Joe. We, we, got, we, got, we got a little situation over here. We, we think you can help us out. On. I said, okay. I'm like, what is it? Right, yeah. There was a couple of guys that, you know, Coach really needs you to talk to. 
I said, all right. I said, well, who are those guys? He said, well, Isaiah Thomas and Landon Turner. <laughs> Isaiah, Landon. And Isaiah, the best player? What did we do? Right. What's going on? So, so I had an opportunity to sit down with, with Isaiah and, and, and Landon, find, figure out what was going on with them. Me and you talk about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so got that straightened out. And we ended up winning a national championship. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what, you from now on, this is what you're gonna be doing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. All right, coach. All right, mm-hmm. all right, all right. You you know, um I can't help but you know, when I mention Isaiah's name to think about uh that 81 championship team. And mm-hmm. that's the thing that wow, you know, uh those guys, I mean, when when Isaiah when Isaiah used to walk the, the streets, I mean, it, it, people would stop their cars and, and run up to him to ask him for autographs. You know, mm-hmm. when little Zeke was uh, uh, when he was little Zeke when when Isaiah played there, mm-hmm. Wilmington, you know, and and just just to 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 watch how all of that went down, you know, to have the opportunity. You know, to to see like like Randy Whitman and uh-huh. and, and Ted Kitchell. You know, uh-huh. uh, those are a blast from the past. But those guys were were pretty extraordinary in terms of uh, that team. Uh, uh-huh. That that team was was a was a great team, and uh, I think I shared uh, this with you, and I've shared this with a lot of people. Ted Kitchell, if Ted Kitchell didn't. Uh, have back issues mm-hmm. he would have been he, he would have been a renowned basketball player he, he did think Larry well obviously Larry Bird was, yeah, right. was that type of he was he was he was that good I think mm-hmm. to me I tell you, in my opinion Ted Kitchell you talking about extraordinary shoot shooter I mean we had guys Kitchell and, and Whitman them cats low woo mm-hmm. they can fill it up they can fill it up but mm-hmm. but to have the opportunity to not only play for coach, but to to be an assistant. Now it was it, it was it was it was challenging. I mean, mm-hmm. right. the transition because as a player, all you all you're concerned about is is not totally, but your your main concern is is having yourself ready to play. Yeah, for sure. You know, knowing you know what you got to do. You know what you got to do in terms of from an offense standpoint and then from a defensive standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my mentality was simple. You know, that's. We go out here, and I'm going to be a monster, right? Mm-hmm. But um, the transitioning to, to to becoming a coach, you know, right? There was just some great guys on staff. I mentioned Jimmy Cruz. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Cruz and I had an opportunity to. Uh, Jimmy really taught me about being a coach. Uh, being he really helped me. Because um, we had a player, Uve Block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew you know Uve. Uve, <laughs> Uve was something, man. And um, the first year, uh, we didn't know it at the time, but Uve couldn't catch the ball. I mean, you throw Uve the ball, man, he couldn't, he couldn't catch the ball. <laughs> we found out eventually he couldn't, he, he couldn't say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but Jimmy and I, the first year that, that Uve mm-hmm. uh, 
was uh, at IU. Uh, Jeremy and I, over the Christmas, the first Christmas that they played, we drove from Bloomington to Effingham every day mm-hmm. for a week to work Uve out. But at the same time, that gave us an opportunity to talk ball, to talk basketball. Mm-hmm. Right. Talk mm-hmm. about, you know, uh, responsibilities of, of an assistant coach. And, 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 and that, that relationship uh, or, or that opportunity to develop that relationship with Jimmy Cruz mm-hmm. turned out to be the foundation of me being able to become an assistant for Coach Knight. Oh, okay. Because Jimmy, you know, say Joby, you know, you know, you know, here, here are the ropes. <laughs> here, mm-hmm. here, are, here are the things you need to know. You know, here are the things that you're going to be responsible for. Here are the things that you know. Here are Coach Knight expectations. You know, mm-hmm. and you know the style of uh, operations, the side, the management style. Let me use that. The management mm-hmm. style was 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 okay. We had one objective, one objective, mm-hmm. you know, to be the best program in the nation. Yeah, and that that's that's that sounds really simple, really easy uh, to say, but that's very hard to do. Right. Yeah. Definitely. And, and and you know, but um, that that that's what allowed me to to make that transition. It, it wasn't seamless, mm-hmm. but but I had guys around me who, who helped me grow into that, you know, right. and, 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 you know, just like there is a chemistry with the players, there has to be a chemistry, you know, with the coaches. Right. You know, and especially, you know, at Indiana. Yeah, with, with with Coach Knight leadership style, you know, I mean, so the, the sisters, I mean, we, we, we had to be, Tight. Right. And we were. And we were. And, and those guys were really good at, uh, you know, helping me, as I said, develop. But then having the opportunity to work in his camp mm-hmm. before I became an assistant, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I was able to, uh, you know, then that helped in that transition from from a player from developing the mindset of a coach, you know, so going from a mindset of a player to a mindset of a coach. Right. Mm-hmm. What was Coach Knight's leadership style as a young coach? What was his leadership style when it pertains to the coaching staff? What did you have to adjust to the most? Oh, it was his teaching. I mean, mm-hmm. coach, coach, you know, uh, that's what's lost on, you know, so many people today. They, they don't they don't understand the level of teaching, the level of knowledge. Yes. I mean, Coach, Coach Knight changed the game. I mean, yes. he changed the game in the Big Ten. He, he changed the game in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we used to have coaches come. The, the one thing that Eventually, it, 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 it'll come out, but I, I never hear people talk about it, is the impact that Coach Knight had on international basketball. Right. And I say that because, you know, during those years, during those 10 years I was down there, we had coaches come in from all over the world. And it, it, it was coaches, 
the, the, the national team coach of Italy, the national mm-hmm. team coach of Spain, the national, mm-hmm. you know, from all over the world. They, they would come and, and, and spend, sometimes a guy would stay a week, sometimes a guy would, would stay a month and right. impart that knowledge. And so, you know, where they made that big jump was, you know, when, when they started, you know, building academies. But in terms of the, the basic knowledge and, 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 and foundation, a lot of those coaches building, uh, built their philosophies uh, off of, you know, Coach Wright had a lot of influence. Mm-hmm. And that's why you, you see in that uh, European, you, uh, how they spread the folk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, 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 and the very first, uh, we had a coaching cl- uh, academy. Oh, the last two two years, two or three years I was at uh, coach. And we would have almost a thousand coaches come. And half of them would be from from outside the United States. Right. Mm-hmm. Come to those to come to those uh, those coaching clinics. Right. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Thanks for listening. That was part one of our conversation between AJ Guyton and Hoosier great Joby Wright. Stay tuned because next week we'll have part two. Plenty more to talk about. Plenty more stories to tell with Joby Wright. So make sure you stay tuned. Next week, we'll put out part two here on the House of Hoosier podcast.